Okay, I'm going to start with this. I'm, I'm nervous, but I have to be courageous because I'm preaching on how to be courageous. <laughs> but that's not the point. The point is, even though I'm nervous, I have to step up because that was what I was called to do. That's the gifting that I've received from God. So we don't uh, stand back, we don't cower, we just step up. And I know that you guys are always very supportive. So... An article uh, in Church Times, published in May this year, had this title. It says, Christians are harder to spot in the UK. And the article was written following a survey to see the trend that will help strategically with church growth. And it's conducted every seven years. And the survey that was published found that 6% of adults in the UK were practicing Christians. 6%. And by practicing, they meant someone who attended church once a month and prayed and read the Bible. A few respondents said they knew a Christian than in the last survey. Only half reported knowing a Christian compared to more than two-thirds in 2015. That makes grim reading. <laughs> you know, when I, when I saw that, I, to be honest with you, I couldn't help but revisit the mandate that Jesus Christ gave us. And that is found in Matthew 28, 18 to 19. And I'm going to read it this way. In fact, I put my name there. When, when I read it to myself, I was, I was saying, Candy, you have authority. But as I am preaching to my church, to our church, I'm going to read it this way. Vineyard Church, Jesus says, I have given you all authority in heaven and earth to go out in boldness and in courage and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The truth is, my brothers and sisters, the mandate has been given. What should our response be? How serious do we take this mandate? Because there's never been a better time or more need for us as Christians to make Jesus known. Amen? So we're continuing our series on advance, and like I said, my topic is being a courageous church. And we're going to be looking at Acts 4, 23 to 31. But before that, let me put what I'm going to read in context. The birth of the church and active evangelism had started. You see, Peter and the apostles had been baptized with the Holy Spirit. And immediately that happened, they began to preach the gospel in the whole of Jerusalem, performing various miracles through the power of the Holy Spirit. One day, as Peter and John were going into the temple for an evening service, there was always a man there begging for alms by the temple. And when he saw Peter and John, he says, Give me some money. And Peter, say, Peter and John said to him, we don't have silver and gold. I don't have anything. I don't have any money. But such I have, I give to you. 
in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And we are told in the Bible immediately that his, his leg received strength. There was an eruption of praise from the man and the people who had witnessed this notable miracle. And then Peter seized the opportunity as people gathered around him to preach the gospel. Much to the displeasure of the Jewish establishment. Consequently, Peter and Paul are arrested and they were warned, don't you ever preach in this name. But I love what the Bible says. Peter's response is, he says, the Bible writes, then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, says this, know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Salvation is found in no one else. So there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which you must be saved. And if you are not a Christian, if you haven't said yes to, to God and you are online, there is no other name you are going to be saved by except that of Jesus Christ. And if you want to say yes to Jesus today, there will be a link that will pop up online. And for anyone here who wants to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, come and speak to me. There's Rob and all the people you've seen on stage. Or even your brother and sister who's sitting next to you. Tap them. Say, I want, I want to receive Jesus Christ. I'm sure they will do that. And when Peter had said this, they were, they were so astonished. Because he was speaking back to the very people that crucified his master, Jesus Christ. What boldness he had. And they said when the elders saw this, the courage of Peter and John, they realized they were unschooled, ordinary men, and they were astonished. And they took note because they had been with Jesus. You see how Jesus makes us shine. There's something about Jesus that makes you, if you're dumb in school, Jesus can really make you clever. <laughs> so let us read Acts 4, 23 to 31. So like I said, they were, they were arrested and then they were released. Because they couldn't do anything with them because the miracle was quite notable. Then the Bible says, on their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard this, they raised their voice together in prayer to, the Lord, to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage? And why do people plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant, Jesus whom you anointed. 
they did what your power and your will had decided beforehand should happen. You see, God was always in control anyway. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servant to speak your word in great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they had prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Amen. What gave Peter such courage? I'll tell you what gave him that courage. He knew what he carried. Just as every single one of us who have said yes to Jesus must know what we carry. Not I said must. It's a must. Because when we come into the revelation of what we have received from our salvation, we become bolder. We begin to preach Jesus without apologizing for it. Because we know in him, that's where life is. So Peter and John, they knew this. He knew that the Holy Spirit that he had received was in him. And that he was greater than anything that he could face. He knew that the competency of his apostolic ministry was anchored in the courage, the boldness, and the wisdom he received from the Holy Spirit. Therefore, even when they prayed, it was different. Because when we know what we carry, the way we act is different. The way we speak is different. You know, we may be speaking a certain way, but people think we are being boastful. No, we are, we are believing what God says we are. So look at how Peter prayed. Notice he did not pray, Father, deliver us from the chief priests and the elders. No, he didn't pray that way. He didn't ask for deliverance from persecution. Instead, he prayed to the God who is all-powerful, all-knowing, and who was their present help in time of need. He said, Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in it. Lord considered their threat, and he said this, enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. They knew that God was in control of every trial. That's why they prayed. Why do, they, why do the kings, kings plot in vain? It's in vain because God was in control. And he knew, Peter knew that he would not allow anything to happen to them unless he permitted it. Just as when Jesus walked to the earth, no matter how they conspired, they never killed him until God appointed time. And Peter knew this. So that's why he prayed in brothers, stretch out our hands, stretch out your hands to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant. Did you know this? He said, God, stretch out your hand. Oh, that was impossible. How is that possible? God was in heaven. He was referring to the God he had received, God the Holy Spirit that was in him. Remember Andy shared last week of himself, he shared several instances where he had healed. And Andy said this, of myself, I couldn't do it. 
That means it's the God in us, the Holy Spirit, who is our enabler that does all the work. It is the Holy Spirit. You see why we need him? It is the Holy Spirit that does the work. So Peter was saying, when I read this, I said, oh, so when candy, you want to heal the sick, all you're doing is lending your hand to God. All is required of me is to step out in boldness and lend God my hand to heal. Because the Holy Spirit in me will do the work. Right? So, it, 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 it makes us look away from ourselves. And that's what Peter began to do. Um, yes, I denied Jesus, but now I've received my enabler, the Holy Spirit. I am bold. He's my boldness. He's my competence. And the more we acknowledge the Holy Spirit in us, the more we will look away from ourselves. The same Holy Spirit that is in Peter has been given to us. And it was been given to us to advance the kingdom. Second Peter 1 Peter 1.3 says this, to support my point. He says, God's divine power, the Holy Spirit, has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. As we can see, everything has been given to us. Our duty then, therefore, is to utilize what we have been given. Because it has been given to us at a cost. It cost Jesus everything. It cost God his son. Therefore, we must utilize what we have been given. Apart from knowing what we have been freely given, we must be united in purpose. Verse 24 says this, they raised their voices together in prayer. They were united in purpose. If you read the whole of Acts, whenever there was unity, the Holy Spirit increased their number. Whenever there was unity, the Holy Spirit multiplied their number. So you see how it is important for us to be united. Second uh, Acts 44 says this, Gives us a picture, and Kim preached about this a couple of Sundays ago. Acts 2.44 says this. This is a glimpse of their unity. He said, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And all the believers were together and had everything in common. If we want to understand our unity... We must come to an understanding of this, that we are all one body in Christ. We are all one body. We might be individuals, we are, we are one body. And we see the, the early church, they celebrated their common identity in Christ. They had been changed by the truth of the gospel. They have been adopted into a spiritual family. We are all a spiritual family. That's why I can call you my brothers and sisters. Because we are one in spirit because we have one Savior, Jesus Christ. Therefore, if we are going to be a courageous church, we must work in unity. We must all play our part. A 
And one way we can begin this is to ask the question, what are the values of my church? What are the values of the vineyard? What are they? And this is a reminder to, to worship God, to love others, and be Jesus in the world. If we collectively embrace this value, what manner of church will we be? And the way to embrace these values is, is this. If we ask for help in your church, you answer. If we call for help from Alpha, don't look at Rob making that answer. Oh, Rob is asking for help again. No. It is Jesus asking you to come and lend the gift that I've given you freely. Come and come in and use it to bless others so that my kingdom can be advanced. That's the way you look at it. If we call for help in Young Vineyard and you don't serve in any way, you see you're not playing your part. So that part that you, if, you, if, you, if you're not helping, and at least I'm not telling you off, I'm just encouraging you. I'm talking this way because this is very important. If you're not helping in your church, the gifting that God has given you is dormant. And the place where you fit into the body of Christ suffers. And that's the truth. And that's why we must be united in purpose for God to enable us to advance the kingdom. That's lost my notes. Because God says about our unity, He says, where two or three are gathered, I am in their midst. We want the Holy Spirit to work through us, but each and every one of us must be. Buy into this our values. Bring the gifting that God has given you. And let us advance the kingdom of God together. Thirdly, we must be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, without the Holy Spirit, any ministry we do is unfruitful. If Jesus needed the Holy Spirit to effectively carry out his ministry, and the apostles were baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit, how much more us? The Holy Spirit was given as a helper. He's the Spirit that manifests prophetic gifts, healing gifts, and many other gifts. And these gifts were given to us to advance the kingdom. If you have said, if any of, if we have said yes, if you have said yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit dwells in you. Therefore, we must be completely yielded to Him so that He can possess us fully for the work of advancing the kingdom courageously. The strength to continue when diverse trials come can be found in Him. The courage we need to carry out ministry can only be found in Him. The wisdom, the boldness, the courage to advance the kingdom can only be found in Him. I'm repeating that because it's important. Because without the Holy Spirit, we can't do much. Therefore, 
let us acknowledge him every day. I don't know about you, when I, when I am I'm taking the transport maybe to work, I'm always saying, Holy Spirit, as I come into this bus, who should I speak to? Because Holy Spirit, I said, it's going to be your fault if, and this is how I challenge the Holy Spirit, it's going to be your fault if there is someone here who is planning to kill themselves and you don't notify me to tell them something. I am willing so everywhere we go, you see how we can... Being courageous church is not just in here, it's also out there. Anywhere we go, I challenge the Holy Spirit. And many times, the Holy Spirit has said that there's this woman sitting next to me in a bus. She was going somewhere, and I said, and the Holy Spirit said to her, tell her that it's going to be okay. She was heading towards Heathrow. I didn't know her. I said, sister, the Holy Spirit said, you are going, it's going to be okay. And she paused for a second. She said, that's the exact answer I was looking for. And she goes, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I came out from my stop and she was still praising God in the bus. I was jogging and the Holy Spirit said to me, this, this teenager lit up weed in front of me and she was smoking. And you know when, you know, the smell of that smells horrible. The Holy Spirit spoke to me again as I was jogging. Tap on the shoulder. God said, you should stop smoking. And she said, okay. I challenged a teenager this week. The Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, delete your social media. I was like, oh my God. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm going to say it anyway. And a week later, the mom of the kid ran in. She deleted her social media. She came back from church and said, you said she should delete her social media. And she did. I said, she did? Because I, it, it, I, I was even shocked. I said, she did. I said, she said, yes, she did. And I saw that kid on Thursday in the youth group. And she was teaching people, her fellow teenagers, how to delete. It's, it is not a big deal. And everyone said, how do you do that? She said, I used to spend nine hours on social media. Now I have time for God. I listen to worship instead. Now I'm reading the Bible. Now I'm thinking. You see the, the importance of the Holy Spirit. That's how important he is. That's how he, he, important he is. But when he speaks to you, please respond. Step out in boldness and respond. You could, that message he's giving you could be something that could save somebody's life. That teenager now is so devoted seeing her being because of one word that was spoken. Be courageous. Be courageous. The Holy Spirit wants to partner with us more than we even know. And we see a beautiful picture. If you want to go and read the whole of Acts, go and see. And you see how the apostles partnered with him in order to advance the kingdom. And it says this, verse 31 says this. And after they prayed, the place where they were, were meeting was shaken. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit.